Welcome to the Consumer and Retail Podcast by SAP. Now that the dust has settled from NRF 2023, let's take a bird's eye view of the latest themes across retailers, events, analysts, and research. In this episode, we'll discuss key insights from Retail's Big Show and share current trends in consumer behavior and innovative strategies across personalization, omnichannel, and customer data. I'm joined by my strategic advisory colleagues, John Dano, a consumer industries expert with 20 years as a tech leader at companies including the Campbell Soup Company. Robin Barrett-Wilson, a fashion industry expert who previously ran her own fashion brand after a long tenure in the retail industry. And Steve Mocklin, a business architect who translates business strategy into solutions, having had leadership roles at Walmart, IBM, and UK supermarket Asda. John, Robin, Steve, great to get together. It was so nice to see everybody in person. Oh, it was the best. It was really fun, and it was such a great experience. Learning, collaborating, just really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been nice to see people face to face. I mean, we've all heard people making similar comments having come back from conferences, but it was very apparent that there was a degree of excitement that we've not seen for many a year. It was a great experience and it was so great to get everybody together. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm excited for us to recap this just because there was so much that happened this year. And I, I don't know if it was a backlog of things from the last few years or just the momentum of the market right now. So as retailers attend NRF to discover new inspiration, let's start with the state of consumer behavior. What are we learning about how people are shopping today and how top retailers are responding? Well, Matt, according to Mark Matthews, head of research at NRF, consumers have continued to spend despite the global pandemic and record inflation. You know, the $10 trillion government stimulus created a savings bubble and it drove consumer spending even as inflation rose throughout 2022. Consumers didn't curtail discretionary spending as prices for everyday items increased, drawing on their savings and other income to continue spending at the same rate. However, I will say with the Consumer Price Index for food rising 12%, it's now becoming a different kind of challenge in 2023. A recent True Cost of Grocery Shop survey by Swiftly noted more than two-thirds of consumers are struggling to pay their grocery bills. 74% of respondents have changed their grocery shopping habits in the last year, and 83% said they rely on coupons, reward apps, loyalty programs, anything to drive that price down. Matthews also noted if inflation remains high, you are potentially going to see consumers running into a wall because they won't be able to maintain the levels of spending. And as consumers seek less expensive options, opportunities open for private label, resale business, those major discounters. So that's a real shift in consumer behavior, really influenced by a drop in savings and inflationary prices around goods. You bring up a great point about that resale part of the business where consumers, especially the younger generations, are out there buying lightly worn, repaired or refurbished products. I think there are a lot of great brands out there like Levi's and Tapestry Coach specifically that do a great job of taking these lightly worn items and then recreating them and making them unique and one of a kind. When it comes to resale, analysts estimate it to be a $28 billion market in 2022 with a year-over-year growth of about 14%. I think retailers are continuing to try to get ahead of what consumers are doing. 
Christina Hennington, who's the EVP and Chief Growth Officer at Target, she talked about a $30 billion private label business, which she believes will continue to be important in the future. Agree with her 100%. This is how retailers today and fashion brands are grabbing margin, coming up with their own private label to be able to go after that consumer that they're listening to. I thought it was interesting how companies are responding. The Sunday keynote charting its own course. Macy's chairman and CEO, Jeff Gannett, spoke about them being cautious in the current economic environment, but also ready to pounce when opportunities present themselves. He said they've put, and I'm quoting, a lot of technology and a lot of capital to get this as efficient as possible, allowing them to get insights into how consumers are spending and improve data science, allocation science and pricing science. Now, this was a theme throughout the event. Retailers are responding to consumer spending behavior by being tuned to how the consumer is shifting needs and expectations. To combat consumer frugality and flat incomes, retailers and brands need to strengthen their relevance to keep consumers engaged. During his keynote, the CEO of Chobani went as far as to say that retail has a powerful opportunity to provide a sense of community stability, and humanity. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was interesting that the Macy CEO said they certainly saw how customers were shopping for gifts and that holidays are an important time for people to come together. And that nature of humanity and connection highlights our next major theme, personalization and loyalty, a major focus area for retailers this year. It's interesting, Matt. Retailers really need to open a dialogue with their customers and be effective when they personalize the experiences, not just reaching out to the customer, but actually having a two-way dialogue with them so that the consumer feels that the brand is trustworthy and there's some transparency will actually lead to a longer-term relationship with that consumer. The CEO of Saxoff Fifth noted the answer always lies with the customer. And I'm quoting here, one part of that would be for engagement. And the other part is the customer experience. Everything you can do to smooth that path leads to a successful interaction with the consumer. In the keynote on Sunday, Walmart CEO John Ferner shared the concept, loyalty in retail is the absence of something better. Now, loyalty is driven by personalization. And personalization is driven by emotions and identity. It's no longer enough to just personalize on the product level, but also throughout the shopping experience, in-store and online. Top retailers offer guided selling, digital live chat and chatbots to help mimic the personalized in-store experience. And we consistently find that companies who invest and capitalize on personalization see increases in conversion and repeat purchases. Yeah, it's so true. You know, also, I would say shoppers, they appear to be seeking experiences to accompany their purchases. In Square's Future of Commerce 2023 report, it noted brands that successfully build communities effectively turn happy customers into brand ambassadors. And that social influence throughout the customer journey guides product discovery, it provides inspiration, and it enables customers to shop with confidence. So while events, promotions, and outreach can drive community in-store, I would say that user-generated content, customer photos and reviews, 
they can help grow community for digital channels. In a session with the Lego Group's head of retail experience, they see their stores as another communication channel or another media channel. He said, people don't remember the last experience they had at an online store, but they do remember in-store. And that companies should experiment with live streaming events, classes, and allowing their community to submit ideas to try and create this synergy across in-store and the online digital landscape. Yeah, definitely. It's fun to think there's specifics that can work in either the physical or digital channel. And as you just said, the next major theme we'll explore is actually this idea of those lines blurring. You know, this is the focus on omni-channel as a key approach to both meeting consumer expectation and differentiating in the market. According to the 2023 Omni-Channel Experience Index, 93% of all shopping journeys now start online, and that's up from 81% in 2020. Executives from Cash App, Square for Retail, and JD North America discussed consumers shifting expectations around the Omni-Channel shopping experience and the opportunity it presents. Paige Fitzgerald from Cash App highlighted that Omni-Channel customers spend three times more than single-channel customers. The executives agreed that Gen Z is open to trying new purchase formats and retailers should experiment with new channels to better understand customer preferences. What else are we seeing and what are ways retailers can deliver the best omni-channel customer experience? It does remind me that we do need to bring this to a foundational conversation. The need for a holistic data strategy, which is not the most exciting topic, and the ability to identify and surface the right information. In the session that I saw defining and leveraging digital twins, Mason Sheffield, the Senior Director of Creative Tech at Lowe's Innovation Labs, defined digital twins as a digital representation of a physical space or a system tied to live data sources. Now, Lowe's is using avatars to understand how consumers navigate its stores, and it's exploring the use of digital twins to improve both product location and the user experience. Let me give you an example. In the SAP showcase, we had a fully functioning demo that incorporated video analytics with core business data, like finance, supply chain, and employee scheduling data. The ability to have AI and ML insights that combine video data with core data is truly awe-inspiring. And it looks set to improve topics as diverse as product placement in stores, employee scheduling, and loss prevention. And I'll add that this camera tech is fully GDPR compliant, and it uses what's called faceless AI. Very, very exciting. You know, Steve, it's interesting, alongside the technology, this notion of a customer-first culture what this is really about is co-created value between the retailer and the consumer. I got a great article that came to my inbox from Women's Wear Daily about how there's a whole generation being forgotten, which is that 50 and up. And that generation is the generation that's really adopted just about all the technology that there is out there. In a session on preparing for the future of retail, Mattel president and COO Richard Dixon suggested studying the trends that are happening in the world and developing a product for the narratives that you believe will create relevance and drive demand. 
He talked about how the focus should be on using data to form a complete and actionable picture of both the customer and the business. This is something that retailers continue to really focus on and try to get right, but it's very, very difficult. So, John, what do you think? Well, I will have to tell you that I did spend some time roaming, walking the show floor, which is just massive. One of the most striking themes that I saw was just the amount of automation to insights capabilities, whether it's the types of technologies that you just referenced, Robin, or the visual stuff that Steve was demonstrating right on the floor in the SAP showcase. This capability is really accelerating and It really brought me to a question of how much is the retailers really adopting this type of capability? Is this something now where they've reached this tipping point and they need to invest in this on-shelf capability? They need to invest in camera systems inside the store to be able to generate insights through analytics because those are just tools. The real value is in the data that's collected. Certainly, leading retailers are responding with focused investment in online and in-store customer data solutions. A recent study by CoreLogic noted that 68% of retailers plan to increase technology spending over the next three years, with close to 30% of them plan to increase spending by 10%. In related research by Treasure Data, 99% of the respondents expect customer data platform solutions to play a larger role over the next one to two years with around two-thirds of them stating data security and privacy compliance is very important when evaluating customer data platforms. So we can't forget about that, that security component and that privacy, as well as obviously the capability that it's delivering and the insights it's delivering. And finally, Art Sebastian, a VP of digital for Casey's, noted that the customer data platforms enable retailers to achieve better conversion and loyalty by organizing data into one unified stream that can be augmented and added to. So certainly an interesting theme there. John, you touch on customer data platforms and it brings me back to what I said a few minutes ago about the data being the foundation. It came clear from the parts that I saw of NRF that many solution providers are taking cleaning up data and standardizing data far more seriously. So I think that sort of reinforces it because you're hearing it in different places as well. That's all for today's episode of the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. We hope you enjoyed our bird's eye view of the latest retail themes. In the next episode, hear leaders' success in supply chain agility, the metaverse, sustainability, and more. If you like this show, please subscribe to continue getting the latest retail insights and leave us a review to help us reach more people like you. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to catch part two, where we'll continue our bird's eye view across 2023 retailers, events, analysts, and research. 